0: Welcome everybody to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast and share it. Let people know whether it's on the ESPN Chicago app or on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, wherever you download your podcast, including SoundCloud. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and tell people that Jonathan Hood talks wrestling Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. And so glad to have you with us for this AEW edition Of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. So, there's some big news coming out of AEW today that we will discuss in just a moment. I want to talk a little bit about the status of AEW right now as I see it. I'm watching every week. It may not be necessarily on Wednesday nights, but I will find my way to watching AEW when time permits in my schedule to just catch up to the storylines and seeing what's happening with the company. And it is so funny, the parallels between AEW and Muddy Nitro, as far as some of the growing pains and some of the warts that you see as far as connecting the storylines together. But the thing that is interesting to me as a wrestling fan is how people are connected to this brand because it's not the WWE. Or sometimes it is the WWE. Uh, There are certain things that you see in the show that is a wink at the competition. I know that Vince McMahon will tell you that you know, there is no competition you know, between WWE and AEW. In some ways, that's correct because the WWE is the grandfather of wrestling. But AEW is trying to carve their own niche. And anytime you see the television numbers every week, I look at it every week when they come out, and I'm impressed by what AEW is able to do because whether you are for or against AEW, the audience continues to grow. I see the numbers, especially in certain demos, and it's kind of like, okay, through the first tw- almost 24 months of this thing, it's, uh, it's working out pretty well for them. So it's, um, it's a whirlwind uh, because Nitro was not great when it first started off. It really took Scott Hall to walk down the steps in an arena and to start the NWO thing going before it really was something that you had to watch. Kevin Sullivan's group against Hulk Hogan, like Kamala, one-man gang, whoever uh, the, Kevin Sullivan had at that time with Nitro, it wasn't a must-watch. You saw it because it was different, but you are just kind of waiting to say, okay, how's this thing going to ignite? Here comes Hulk Hogan, here's Randy Savage. That's great, but you have to have a protagonist and an antagonist. And so when I think about AEW, they have a lot going, and it moves fast, and they've got a lot of shows. And to me... The best part of any wrestling show for me is anticipation. And that's just for any soap opera, whether that's professional wrestling, and wherever you're watching, you want to have a build towards something where if I see something one week, it's got to connect to the next week and the next week. And there's sometimes times where you're watching it's just such... A whipsaw. You're you're looking over here and then all of a sudden things are happening over here and you got to watch this show and that show. It's like, boy, you have to really be invested in the AEW brand to um, be connected to it. And that's on social media. That is on Twitter. That's in a lot of places if you want to really be connected to the company. Okay, so let me go here first and then we're going to talk about AEW's new deal that they have for uh, next year, which I find fascinating. So, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is going to take on Anthony Agogo, uh, in a major event around Memorial Day weekend. And the promo that Cody Rhodes cut was so similar to his dad. It wasn't like Dust- Dustin Rhodes. It was kind of like Dusty where he's kind of meandering and trying to find his niche in the promo. I want to play this for you if you missed it and then give you my reaction on the other side. And I'll tell you his opponent that he's going to be facing pretty soon here uh, at Double or Nothing, oh Yeah, he cut a hell of a promo, a go-go. So first, let's hear from, uh, from Dustin, I'm sorry, from Cody and get his thoughts about this upcoming matchup because it comes across as um, America against the UK. And boy, isn't that 1980s. Let's see if we can hear some of this here.
1: I know it's rather out of style patriotism, it's old hat, Demo Day being proud of being an American. And, okay. There's plenty of fun little things to poke fun at, whether it's our antiquated two-party system, our most recent election, our sheer confusion on what to do during our own national anthem. But I'm from a red, white, and blue little town just like this one. Santana, Skinner, Snoop Dogg, they all share the same jukebox. I have never not been proud to be an American. Yeah! go go has run down and verbally buried the United States and he's done it with such vitriol in his tone he's talked about the anger, the argument, the division and the irony is that Anthony has a visa courtesy of the US DOT? Anthony collects that great green courtesy of the U.S. Treasury. He's afforded all the same rights we all are to do and say what he'd like. That's freedom. That's America. You talk about division. You talk about anger. You talk about the argument from the outside in. We hear that all the time. Take it from an American, the argument is what makes us who we are. Sure, there's anger. There's anger in every pocket, but our empathy outweighs our anger. Let me ask you, Anthony you didn't come here to live the England dream. Sparage across the pond—they sure know how to make a wrestler. I've wrestled some of the best, whether it's Doug Williams, little Gabriel Kid, or even one of the best in the world right now, Pat. Yeah. It's 1986. I'm a country music fan. Willie Nelson came out with his song "Living in the Promised Land." He said, "Sinners, you're tired and weak." make them strong. Sing us your far-off song and we will sing along. Well, here's where I stopped singing. I stopped singing when you balled up that Olympic medalist fist and you put it between these ribs here. You like to educate. You like to pontificate on what the US is. Allow me to turn the favor. The industry that you join. It was an Italian immigrant who was world champion for 4,040 days. There's so much to behold here. There's so much to love here. The dream lives here. What about a 16 year old man, a 16 year old man who comes from Pakistan, patents and invents the single piece bumper and enriches and cultivates the lives of everybody literally in the city. In 1961, in Atlanta, Georgia, there was segregation. Blacks and whites could not attend the same schools. And in 2021, in the very same city, my my wife will give birth to a beautiful... a beautiful black american princess who will have both identities shun neither and i want her to know i want her to know i didn't just lay down under another man's flag i didn't just have this defeatist attitude when somebody ran down the united states i got up off my ass and i fought And here's where we're going to do the fighting. At Double or Nothing. Tony Khan... Tony Khan has already told the world that at Double or Nothing we're going back to full capacity. Wrestling fans... Wrestling fans returning to their seats and returning close up, thank God. And on that night, it'll be Anthony Agogo versus myself, but he will not be wrestling the American Nightman. Because for one night, for one night, I'm going to pick up a sword that is all too heavy, but it's either me or my brother who have the right to pick it up. So for one night, Justin Roberts, this relates to you. Nothing on presentation's sake will be different. It comes from deep inside. As I said, at double or nothing, it will be Anthony Agogo versus the American Dream, Cody Rose.
0: So... Cody Rhodes will be the American Dream. Cody Rhodes picking up his dad's nickname for this matchup against Anthony Agogo. Okay, so before we just run down the card that'll take place uh, at Daly's place on May 30th at, in Jacksonville, Florida, the Double or Nothing pay per view. Let us hear from Anthony Agogo about this, and then I want to talk about um, just the way Cody Rhodes promo was. Where it was on this Dynamite show and uh, some other things here regarding All Elite Wrestling. Anthony Agogo with thoughts about Cody Rhodes.
2: Jacksonville is a dump. The whole South is a dump. But listen, that's not why I hate America. Let me be real for a second, okay? I hate this place because it values money more than it does life. People are left to rot and die on the streets of America because they can't afford health care. That's unfair. Right now, in this great country, there's a thousand kids trapped in cages that have been taken away from their parents. That's unfair. See, that is the America that you people are proud of. And Cody Rhodes is the epitome of that. He's the Yank that you people are proud of. Let me tell you something. May 30th, Double or Nothing, live on Fight TV. You will not be proud of Cody Rhodes. I'm going to smash his face in. Hey, Cody! I want to cave in your ribs. I want to punch the peroxide out of your head. You piss boy. But you think you're tough, eh? Huh? Think you're a bad man. Could you be in some Brits in the past? Some good Brits. Doug Williams, Will Osprey pack. But they ain't me. You have never faced anyone like me. I am the great Britain. I am the hardest bastard you ever set eyes on. My whole country knows it. They've seen it for years. They get to watch it every single week, AEW Dynamite, on ITV4. And they will see me smash your face in, double or nothing, May 30th. Once again, I will leave you a bloody mess in the middle of my ring, underneath my flag, with your rib cracked and your jaw jacked. By order of Anthony Ogogo, the governor of AEW.
0: Just absolute money. Two different promos there. But I want to talk to you about something. So this card is coming to into shape here. Miro against Lance Archer for the AEW TNT Championship. The Pinnacle with MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood with Tully Blanchard against the Inner Circle. And a Stampede, the Stadium Stampede match. If the inner circle lose, they must disband. We saw this stadium stampede um, situation, this whole concept last year. Uh, Not sure how much comedy we're going to get in this one like we did in the last one, but we'll see. Hangman Adam Page against Brian Cage in a singles match. Christian Cage against Matt Seidel against Powerhouse Hobbs, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Matt Hardy, Jungle Boy, uh, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah Cassidy in the Casino Battle Royal. Hikaru Shida against Dr. Britt Baker, a singles match for the AEW Women's Championship, and a three-way for the AEW Championship with Pac, Orange Cassidy, and the champion Kenny Omega. So that's the lineup. But Cody Rhodes against Anthony Ogogo, that's a singles match, right? Cody Rhodes took like six or seven minutes in a promo on Dynamite just recently to talk about America and talk about uh, racial disparity and talk, going all the way back to the 60s to bring it forward to 2021. It was meandering. At some point, he was able to bring it home toward the end because he's going to have his dad's nickname. That's great. But I just want to just dig into this point. The most important match on this card is the three-way for the AEW Championship. And it was it was a shit build. I mean, it's put together with Pac and, and Orange Cassidy. And it just kind of just slapped together. Almost Impact Wrestling style, right? It, it just, it's amazing you just don't have the four to six to eight weeks to try to build something. But they're going to put it together. It's going to happen soon. So that's fine. That's the main event. Also... Just seeing her, uh, Shida against Britt Baker, I'm thinking that Britt Baker is going to get her championship back, we'll see. But I, I think that's going to be a really good match. I think that the three-way for the heavyweight championship is going to be a very good match. Um, I think that the stadium stampede match is going to be a spectacle, but people will be into it. And so Cody Rhodes against Anthony Agogo. Anthony Agogo, we don't even know that much about. And once again, it's, it's put together so quickly that Ogoko hasn't had the 10 to 15 matches on TV to say, okay, it's a possibility he could actually beat Cody Rhodes. I have no idea. But the point is, is that Cody Rhodes, as an executive vice president, gave himself an entire segment, WWE style, Meandering about race and meandering about how his kid is going to be a mixed race and, you know, talking about our elections and the it's just like, what the hell? What is all that? Dusty could do that in two minutes. He took like six or seven minutes to promote a match that is really should be either the opener or somewhere in the middle of the card. I'm not excited for that match because of Cody Rhodes. I'm excited because Anthony Agogo put a, he said in two minutes what, Dust, what um, Cody Rhodes could have done in two minutes. And just like, hey, you know what, I'm an, um, I, I'm an American and you're a Brit and we're going to go at it because I'm going to be the American dream. He took all this time. Controversial promo. I'm sure he didn't talk to anybody about it. It was just in his head. And it came out like crap until the end where he gave you the money shot. Here's the issue with AEW in this regard. When you have the Young Bucks, and you have Kenny Omega, and you have Cody Rhodes, and all of these guys, what did I say? Go back in the archives of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. What did I say about this when I talked about AEW being a year old? Do not let the boys mess with your TV. Don't let the boys control your TV if you're Tony Khan. Tony Khan has full control. He's got the pencil of everything, but I mean... I'm sure Cody had this promo in mind. It's like I'm going to take the whole segment to promote a match that is going to be in the middle of the card. And I'm like, you got 2 hours. Put that thing on put that thing on a different program. AEW has a number of programs. That's is my issue. Cuz you heard the promo and it's like, did that connect to you until the end? It didn't for me. Like what is all this? So that's something to um to think about where There's three other matches I'd rather see than Cody Rhodes against Anthony Ogogo. There's nothing on the line except American Pride against Brit Pride. And the only thing that's got me excited about that is that Ogogo cut one hell of a promo. A hell of a promo. So I think that that's great. So the other part of AEW that I want to talk about. Oh, before I get there, before I get there, let me get to this. I have a lot of thoughts about AEW, so let me just get to this and then we're going to get to Tony Khan. So I I watched AEW uh, in their Blood and Guts cage match, where it's the inner circle um, taking on the pinnacle. And I really liked it. I really liked that. And, And the reason why I liked it is as I was watching the match, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking, hmm, shouldn't I be paying for this? I was thinking like, should I be paying for this? Should I be paying fifty bucks for all that blood and all that violence and all of the bumps that those guys were taking? It was worth me paying for. Because that's what I was thinking, like, not as like pseudo promoter or like smart mark. I was just thinking as a fan, just watching, I'm like, hmm, this is pay-per-view quality. Why is this on TNT? (laughs) I'm glad it was on TNT, but I'm just like, but here's what took away. A match like that should have its own standalone event. It should be on pay-per-view. And it was on TNT. And why was it on TNT? It's because Tony Khan went to bust a rating. It, it took me out of the match when he saw that picture-in-picture picture when he got the you know, the commercial on. It's like, this match doesn't deserve picture-in-picture. Picture. I know they tried to do what they could to try to move the commercials over and had a couple of promos. A meandering promo from Kenny Omega setting up his uh, situation with um, Orange Cassidy. And then Miro stepping in there, really doing a good promo to let you know that, hey, you know, I'm going to be the next guy and the best man. So I know they were trying to move commercials, what we call in the business moving spots, uh, and try to to stockpile them so you have more time. But there's still commercial breaks during Blood and Guts. That was wrong. That should have been on a pay-per-view. But again, this is the way AEW does business. They're like, no, we're going to give you this for free. I'm glad it was. I like the action. I know that uh, FTR gets it; they understand from growing up in the Carolinas how important war games was, and you know, watching how Arn Anderson did things, how he always started off the war games, and just the whole bit. I thought it was great. I thought it was it was for what it was. It was great. Uh, the finish where you know Jer- Chris Jericho is about to be thrown on a on a uh, crash pad. It's kind of like, and then the end where he falls in a crash pad. Now, here's the thing. I didn't want him to die. Uh, and I, I love the back and forth of, oh man, what a flat finish. Yeah, it, it kind of was. But the thing is is that you don't want wrestlers to get hurt. I want to juxtapose that to Matt Hardy actually getting hurt against Sammy Guevara. <laughs> and the outrage of people saying, hey, he has got to be safer. So we can't have both ways, right? We cannot have both ways on, on AEW. I prefer the crash pad of Jericho. And that match ending where Sammy Guevara says, okay, we surrender. That was flat. I didn't like that. Um, I think it could have been a better way to do that. Because uh, I, I, as I mentioned before, I thought that the uh, pinnacle was going to win because I think that was the best best way to end the match as far as the, the finish. That was the best way to look at it and say, okay, the pinnacle should win to make them look strong because you want that faction to look strong. But just the way they did at the end, where it's like, I'm going to throw him off, I'm going to throw it off. And you just kind of knew it's MJF up there with Jericho. You knew he was going to throw him off, and he did. And it hit a crash pad. And it's kind of like, ah, okay. I think we're all adults here. We know it's a crash pad. But I'd rather for it to be that way uh, than for Jericho to die on TV. The other side of it is Matt Hardy being unsafe and, Sam- and Sammy Guevara being unsafe and Hardy walking around there and, and uh, you know, trying to wrestle concussed when they had their matchup at Daniel's place. I don't want that either. So if it going to be that, I guess that's fine. But I just, the whole thing of, it, hey, I'm going to throw Jericho off if you don't submit or surrender. And so for television, I guess that was okay. I just think there's a different way to do that. Um, so the other side of that is the WWE and um, the rumors of what WWE thought of the blood and guts concept. Now, blood and guts, of course, is just a Vince McMahon term. I was like, ah, AEW is nothing but blood and guts. You know, it's, I find it fascinating that Vince McMahon always thumbs his nose at blood until he can have blood. It's okay for, you know, for him to have blood. But if WCW, AEW, any other company has blood, ah, no one cares about that. They set, they set it back 30 years. Okay, um, <laughs> I just think that that is funny. Because when I read that, where WWE says, oh, they set the business back 30 years. I'm like, really? Really? You know what sets the, the, the business back 30 years? What sets the, the, the business back 30 years is when you put zombies on a pay-per-view with Damian Priest and Miz and Morrison and do that. That sets the business back 30 years. As a matter of fact, that sets you back to Ultimate Warrior versus Papa Shango. It wasn't over then, it's not over now. Okay, so I I I just think that that is funny when the WWE says, "Oh, it set the business back thirty years." <laughs> oh man, that's that's funny. No, it didn't set it back; it moved it forward to say, "Hey, we could put a match like this on TNT," and the WWE couldn't do that. You know, when when are they going to put Elimination Chamber on TV for free on USA Network? <laughs> you know when are they going to put the their cage matches a bloody cage match on Fox they can't do it but AEW did it and I just think I understand that Tony Khan wants to be progressive and move fast but you know what wrestling is you know, you can't just throw everything against the wall and believe that um you're going to pop a 1.5 rating or two million rating every week. It just doesn't work in this era of streaming. It just doesn't work that way. Now he has some terrific numbers. Again, as I mentioned earlier, don't get me wrong. The AW for their demo is doing very, very well. Uh, in some places, better than WWE programming, but it's it can't. Everything can't be today. It's got to be over a year, and you got to figure out where you are. And so, you know, I I would just hope, I think I might have said this before if I have, excuse me, but I'll, I'll say it again as a wrestling fan, do not make the mistakes that uh, WCW made. Where, you know, you don't have to win every Wednesday, but you have to be able to have storylines that connect from week to week so for uh, for us to be able to follow. So, you know, that that's an issue. Even Dave Meltzer has criticized AEW and, and he seems to be an AEW mark because of the st- the stars and everything that else is going on in the company, so I just, I think it's interesting. Okay, now, let me get to the main event of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, and that is a story that AEW is moving. They're still going to be in the Turner family, but they're going to be on TBS, and so I saw this this morning as I was working uh, on ESPN 1000 doing the show, and I saw it pop up in my feed. I said, oh, that is very interesting, so... Now we're going to see AEW move to, um, to TBS. And how fitting is that, by the way? How fitting is that? That we'll see wrestling again on TBS. Full circle. The same company that had WCW. And, it's, and it, at the time, Time Warner was like, oh, no, no, no. No, there's, no, wrestling is not good. We can't have this on Turner Broadcasting. And now look at what's happened. It is incredible that full circle, here we are again, where AEW is moving to TBS. The official story, AEW moves to TBS in January, but will add one a one-hour show on TNT on Fridays at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 Central. They'll have four TNT specials annually, like the remake of the Clash of Champions concept. Increased TV compensation is part of the deal. So in January, they're moving to TBS. I'd like to see how that works during the NCAA tournament and how the, the hockey works for uh, Turner. Like, how many times will AEW be preempted? Uh, it's good that they're going to be on TBS. It's going to be destination programming. You know, Conan, uh, the Conan O'Brien show is going to be off of there pretty soon. So, AEW will be an attraction. But I just, I, I find it funny that Time Warner at the time... Uh, told Eric Bischoff's like no, you know, we're not going to have wrestling anymore. They want Turner people wanted wrestling off of their television so bad. And now to see Tony Khan in the position in business with uh with TBS and TNT and Bleacher Report is really funny to me. And I'll also fight TV as well. So it, it's it's interesting how uh Tony Khan's re- reinventing the wheel having four Uh, annual shows that's going to be on TNT. So they're going to do like the Saturday Nightmare Spain event, the Clash of Champions. That's that's cool. Um, Moving from TNT to TBS, I wonder, as I mentioned, how many times they'll be preempted. Hopefully not too many times. But then the one-hour show on TNT on Fridays at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. So like after SmackDown, you'll see another um, AEW show. Let me just say this, and we're gonna hear from Tony Khan next. You're not two years old yet, but there's a show on Monday nights. There's a show on Tuesday nights. The show that's on TNT is gonna be on TBS on Wednesday nights, and because of the move, now they're gonna TNT will air a show on Friday nights at ten Eastern, nine Central, uh, on. Starting August 13th. It's a lot of TV. It's a lot to keep up with. The number one show obviously is Dynamite. But here's what's key. Here's what I would do if I'm Tony Khan. You know what I'd do? I'd make sure that the other shows that AEW have are meaningful. It just can't just be matches just for match sake. This is what killed WCW. You had Nitro for one hour, then two hours, then three hours. And then Turner was like, this is great. Here's two more hours on TBS. Here's Thunder. And Eric Bischoff was like, no, we can't have that. We can't have a show on third. Well, here's a problem with Bischoff. Here's what he wasn't thinking. During that time, Bischoff easily, easily could have been like, okay, second, we have two more hours. We don't have to feature the NWO for every segment on Thunder. We don't have to have all the clips from Nitro on Thunder. We can develop new stars on the second show and and push them in a position where they could be champions or they're over. Now The whole thing with like Bret Hart, like, oh, Bret didn't want to do anything. Bret could have been the face of Thunder if he wanted to be and if they pushed him in that direction. It could have been any of those luchadors. It could have been Chris Chris Jericho. Any of those guys could have been the face of Thunder. But when you have so much TV, and I know AEW's got a lot of wrestlers, but if no one's over, why do you have so much TV? Yes, you're getting paid handsomely through Turner Broadcasting, but you have to make sure that the company's not just about the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, uh, and Kenny Omega. You have to be able to push these uh, uh, these new stars so the secondary uh, wrestlers that you don't see a lot on Dynamite, they should be featured on other shows to push them to say like, okay, this is a wa- must-watch. After SmackDown, I've got to watch this new show on TNT. I've got to watch it. Because otherwise, you are running your wrestlers into the ground. AEW already has a ton of injuries so far. Uh, not to major wrestlers, but they have already a lot of injuries just from the little wrestling that they do now. It's important for them to get the other wrestlers over. Push them into position because this destroyed WCW. Uh, here's Thunder, so we're just going to throw it away. SmackDown was like that for a while too. It was like, oh, here's SmackDown. Here's just a couple of wrestling matches here and there. And here's some skits. Now, make it meaningful. Make it appointment television for people. You're going to have all this TV, like two YouTube shows, and a show on Turner Broadcasting, and another one's going to be at TNT in the fall. You better figure it out. Because otherwise, you're just rolling Kenny Omega out there for all the shows, and now it loses its meaning. I hope that that means something. I hope you guys reach out to me and talk to me about this and tell me if I'm crazy or not. But I think that matters. I've seen it happen in WCW. All this TV... Including the Saturday Night Show. I forgot that too. Like They had Nitro, they had Thunder, and they had the Saturday Night... Did you ever watch WCW Saturday Night hosted by Larry Zbysko and Terry Taylor? I did. And it was just a bunch of junk. Just young guys just rolling around there and had no meaning. They had had nothing to do with Nitro or Thunder. They just had TV. And it sucked. I hope Tony Khan knows what he's doing. Tony Khan was on Busted Open with uh, my friend Dave LaGreca and my friend Mark Henry, and he dropped the news.
3: So I have renegotiated our contract with TNT and TBS, and we have made a great agreement, and uh, I'm very excited about it. In 2020, first of all, we're launching a third hour of of wrestling that I've talked about a lot. It'll be Friday nights at 10 p.m. Uh, It will be in addition to Dynamite on wednesdays 8 to 10. so we're launching a third a show called rampage i'm really excited about and i wanted to do it for a long time and it was part of our original extension over a year ago so we're doing another show friday nights 10 p.m called rampage and we'll continue doing dynamite wednesdays 8 to 10. so very excited about rampage at 10 on friday nights and actually uh in 2022 uh and this is a great deal that, that they put together, and uh, some very, very fair, uh, very, very fair financial considerations for us in this. We will be moving to TBS with both shows in 2022. Dynamite and Rampage in 2022 will go to wow. TBS, but we will not be leaving TNT because we're adding another great thing for the wrestling fans quarterly. And I'm not sure which night they'll be on, but you know, in the past there have been great supercard specials. It, for wrestling fans, like Clash of the Champions or Saturday Night's Main Event, the main event, the Battle of the Belts, we're going to have our own Super Card series. And we're going to have quarterly Super Cards still on TNT, which is another part of this great deal uh, that we worked out with Warner Media. So it's huge news with another show coming to Friday nights, 10 p.m uh it's a great time for wrestling fans friday night there's a lot of people watching wrestling
1: congratulations tony you're you're doing it man and man
3: that is awesome and you know with more programming more money let's go go. (laughs) and more opportunities more wrestlers and it's great so it's and that's we've been building towards this i think we have a great roster more production It's absolutely, it's great for everybody here. It's big news. We knew that another show was coming, at, at, you know, this year, and I've been saying it for a long time, that we were going to add another night, one hour, and I didn't want to do three hours of Dynamite. They, have, I, they asked at one point if I wanted to do three hours of Dynamite. when it, You know, you. it came up about doing a third hour, and I said I really believe in doing it on another night. Um, this time slot, I think, is really good for the fans uh, to keep a great night of wrestling fresh on Friday nights. And... So yeah. at 10 p.m., you're going to have a great option to come watch Rampage. And I promise Rampage isn't going to be a secondary show. Rampage is going to be the partner of Dynamite, the equivalent of Dynamite. You know, we have these two strong franchises, Dynamite and Rampage, and they are our, our weekly core properties. And then, you know, we'll have our peripheral properties. They're they're, they're probably the equivalent of, uh, you know, what what, what you would have seen Part, you know, partially a developmental show, partially a syndicated show. And I think that's what you'll get on Elevation and Dark. But for Rampage and Dynamite, those will be our core properties on TNT the rest of this year, tonight on TNT at 8 p.m., and also, uh, you know, the rest of the year. And then next year, going to TBS, I'm really excited about. It.
0: So there it is. Tony Khan was on SiriusXM's Busted Open with Dave LaGreca and Mark Henry. And they talked about the future of AEW television as that story broke on that show. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's four shows. How many shows does WWE have? Let's see. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, which I'm a fan of, the NXT UK brand, They've got main events. They've got, you know, the it's 205 Live still on? I haven't watched that show. But, I, but the point is that they have a lot of television, too. They've got a lot of television. They've got a lot of production. You just want to make sure that it's meaningful, not just to slap it on TV, but it matters. AEW's still young, and I just think that this company is in the right direction. I just I, I, I like some of the wrestlers, but it's, just, it's a ton of factions also. And someone has to be able to break out of those factions and be able to be stars, it can't be the core four of the of the VPs of AEW. It has to be more than that. So I just want to do this special on AEW because I've been watching the show and uh, happy for Miro that uh, he became serious and is the TV champion. looks like they have to change that to the TBS TV champion or the Turner Media multimedia champion. I have to change the name of that championship at some point. Uh, but uh you know, things are looking up. I look forward to seeing what Double or Nothing brings to the table. And I want to see Anthony Gogo has had the best promo, one of the best promos out of all of this, uh, Double or Nothing. So I look forward to that. My friends, thank you so much for listening. I want to get your feedback. Make sure you hit me up, WrestlingTWT, on Twitter. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts about what I've talked about with AEW. How do you feel about the company? Hit me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts a- as well. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. By the way, go to the archives of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. There is a, um, there is a retrospective of the career of New Jack, Jerome Young, as well as Don Cronodal. Uh, so they both died within, what, five, six days of each other, so we've done a retrospective of their careers, and um, my thoughts on Daniel Bryan is part of the archives as well for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, and uh, so much more. If you missed anything, go through the archives and check it out on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you download your podcast. I'm Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for checking out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Tell people, tell people, don't be selfish. Tell people that Jonathan Hood Talks Wrestling Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. Oh, we might have Jeff Jarrett next week. I just got that email. Great.